0: Long ago in ancient Mesopotamia, a civilization laid the foundations for Christianity, but in ways one might not expect. Hosts Denise and Buddy Wood go on a spiritual and thought-provoking journey, uncovering and exploring some of Christianity's hidden truths. Join us as we unveil and explore the mystery that is, the remnants of Ur. Welcome to Remnants of Earth. My name is Denise Wood.
1: And I'm Buddy Wood.
0: And last episode, Buddy evaluated Isaiah chapter 53, comparing the Hebrew Bible to the Christian Bible translation. And I just want to say that was really amazing.
1: Oh, uh, well, thank you. Uh, yeah, we were talking about Isaiah and what an incredible man of God he was. I mean, talk about a prophet of God, my goodness. He was the real deal. And so but there was a king that didn't like him, his name was King Manasseh. And King Manasseh decided he wanted to have practice polytheism, decided he needed to worship more than just one God. And you know that Isaiah, very vocal, he didn't hold back. He he had he had a message from God. He he brought it. He came on with it. Well, it got him killed. He he was... Um,
0: his body was sawn in two.
1: Yeah. So that's how his life ended.
0: This is episode 16, entitled Evil Imaginations, and it coincides with chapter 10 of the book Remnants of Ur.
1: Yeah, and before we get into that, we're going to talk about Jeremiah here in a little bit. I uh, just wanted to share one thing. I... Had spoken in the past of how when you first give your heart to God, and if you do it in a church, whatever church you're in, well, automatically they start well, teaching the things that they believe, and and one of the things is uh, was prominent in in the, especially in the Pentecostal churches is they think that the, all the Catholics are going to hell, and that's when the first thing they teach you. And so here I am carrying the cross. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd been spent several days out in the desert. I it probably I think it was my longest trek of uh, of walking without rest was uh, of course I would camp out at night. But um, anyways, I had spent seven or eight days trying to get from one town to the next, and I uh, was walking into Heber, Heber, Arizona, and I was so thankful to be getting into town. Man, I was ready to get a hotel and uh, get a shower, <laughs> you know, and uh, get some food in my belly. And then uh, this man pulls up, and he's inviting me over to come over to his house. His, his wife had, had sent him to come and get me. And uh, and I tried to tell him no thank you. He said, no, nah, really, I just, uh, you know, I was exhausted. I didn't want to have company or, 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 you know, I just wanted to rest. But he wouldn't take no for an answer. And turns out that, see, they had thought that I was an angel because they had saw me out there walking and went out the next day, and uh, I would, had disappeared. Well, I had just got off the road and hid because I was getting out of a storm that I saw coming up. But So anyways, when he saw me coming into town, his wife says, oh, you got to bring that, that man here. So she had, they gave me so much respect. I mean, I have never been treated so well in all my life. I mean, they honored me. It was just, you know, she likened me to St. Francis. And I was, of course, you know, I I was fresh out of the Pentecostal ranks. I was just learning about, you know, I've been walking with God for four years, and I'm learning as you go and trying to discern what's right, what's wrong, what's God and what's not. And so as I'm walking into this woman's house, I go, my goodness, Father's, these are Catholics. What am I going to do? You know, I was like, "Oh, how am I going to get these people saved?" <laughs> and you know, God spoke in my heart immediately. They're already saved. They already belong to God. And um, so, anyways, I think we ought to just love love on folks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: you know, it really doesn't matter what religion a person comes from.
0: And Christ said, if they bless you, yeah. they bless him.
1: That's right. It's
0: that simple.
1: Yeah. And I've, I've never been honored so much by anyone. The Catholic people always treated me good, treated me with the utmost respect. It was a, one of the highlights of of that journey were the Catholic people that I encountered along the way.
0: That's awesome. Yeah.
1: So I guess we'll get on with talking about Jeremiah. Yeah.
0: Jeremiah prophesied during the time of the Babylonian exile in approximately 600 BC. During that invasion, Babylonia took the children of Israel captive, removed the treasure from the temple, and then completely destroyed Solomon's temple. Jeremiah had something to say about blood sacrifice, and we already talked about that in episode 13. Jeremiah's word was very direct and that he was telling the children of Israel that God never commanded animal sacrifice when they were brought out of Egypt. So I just want to recap. When I was searching for answers from God when he showed me that Christ was not a sacrificial lamb, the first passage in the Bible God showed me was Noah. The second passage was Abraham's nightmare, and the third was Jeremiah's word. The term evil imaginations of the heart is used several times throughout the Bible when sacrifice is being mentioned, and Isaiah mentions the word evil as well. As you can see so far in our studies, that blood sacrifice came along with Abram, and it did not die after 400 years in Egypt. That is the first thing they did when they were set free. Then, the practice of blood sacrifice was cemented into their lives when they adopted a religion created by Moses, who wrote extensive laws regarding the supposed command of God to perform this Mesopotamian practice. At this point, it seems like humans just love to offer up blood to a higher power. One article that I looked at said that there is evidence that blood sacrifice occurred with the findings of the very first human remains— over 100,000 years ago. Maybe it is in our primal nature to want to sacrifice to a higher being. Humans have shed other primal behaviors as they have developed as a race. Just 4,000 years ago, we transitioned from hunting and gathering and learned how to cooperate and live in civilizations. It is mind-boggling to think just in the last 100 years How far we've come in our intelligence, the airplane, TV, computers, cell phones. Humans certainly have progressed when it comes to their intellect. So, why are we still stuck practicing ancient Mesopotamian tainted religions? It is time to wake up and spiritually know God. He does not want blood. After Jeremiah said that the commands to sacrifice came from the evil imaginations of the heart, he said that God's people were going backward and not forward. God showed me that the meaning of this was that they were going back to Mesopotamia from where Abraham had been freed instead of going forward to a place that God would show them, a place for his spiritual people to shine the light of God to the world. Like when Isaiah spoke of God's desire for them to instead of practicing sacrifice and all the religious rituals, God's hope is that they would simply live their lives to care for others. Jeremiah also expresses this when he writes, But let him that glory, glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord which exercises loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, said the Lord. It's not surprising that Jeremiah's life was also cut short by his own people who stoned him to death. They did not want to hear the words of God that he was commissioned to bring forth. After the Babylonian exile, the children of Israel returned to Judah, rebuilt the temple, and continued practicing the religion that Moses had delivered to the people.
1: And what's bizarre is that there's an actual sect of people who want to start sacrificing animals again.
0: Their vision would be to rebuild the temple exactly where Solomon had it, Mm -hmm. which is occupied by the Muslims right now with the Dome of the Rock. They want to place it in that exact location. Wow. And continue temple worship once again.
1: Now, the Dome of the Rock, that's the place where Abraham offered up Isaac, apparently. Right.
0: That's all for this episode. Thanks for joining us. If you're interested, our book, Remnants of Ur, is available on Amazon. If you have any questions or comments, our email is remnantsover at gmail.